This month's lesson, entitled Three Key People Every Leader Needs, Dr. Purvis will discuss the unique contributions that Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy made to each other. This eye-opening lesson will encourage you to take an inventory of those around you and evaluate your role in their life as well as their impact in yours. Don't forget to listen for this month's special offer at the end of the lesson. All right, welcome you behind-the-scenes partners and members here. I want to tell you how much I'm uh, excited about hearing the good news that's going on in your life and uh, glad that you're able to join with us again this month. As we talk about, again, some more exciting leadership lessons and principles that I really believe can help your life to grow. Uh, I was recently with Wayne Bray and uh, several hundred of his people up there in Douglasville, Georgia, the other day. And I got a chance to see what Wayne and them were doing up there, doing a great job, just growing a great church. And uh, what a leader he is, and his future is going to be pretty bright. Wayne is one of those active uh, listeners to behind the scenes. Uh, He constantly gets it and receives it. One of the things he asked when I was there is if I would... uh, take the moment to give it to his people and talk to them and, um, and also to provide for them some complimentary ones that we gave out. And, uh, and so we've heard some great response. So appreciate guys like him that want to grow and are never satisfied with being where they are but constantly are doing the job. And uh, for he and all of you that are listening this month, I want to help you. I, I really believe that, um, that there's some things that we can be challenged by if we're around the right people. We need the people that are doing something. We need the people that are passionate. And we need the people that really understand what the target and the goal line is and are willing to pay that price to get there. And uh, from what I'm hearing, all of those that are behind-the-scenes partners are the people that are really wanting to get there. So uh, I'm, I want to help you with that today. And I want to help you to let's grow together, okay? I, um, I want to use a biblical concept today. It's kind of the model that uh, helps us in working out relationships and, uh, and I want to challenge you to bring into your life some people that can help you to add value to uh, your work and to your own personal life and goals. I call this three key people that every leader needs. Three key people that every leader is going to need if they're going to get to the place they want to be at in life. And I find this right out of the Bible, by the way. In fact, it's all over the place. And you usually hear it and see it uh, even in the corporate world as to, people that have added these kind of people in their life. And, uh, and I hope you have one of these type people in your life. And hopefully, as I begin to describe some of these, you'll begin to put a name by the people that you could say, hey, that's who that is in my life, or that's who I am in somebody else's life. And so let me tell you who they are. Briefly, I'll just, uh, I'll just tell you who the, three, the threesome is. The mighty threesome that I find that's found right out of the Bible are Paul and Barnabas and Timothy. All three of these were greatly used But I don't think any of them would have been as successful without the other two in their life. I think it took the other two to help to sharpen them. Uh, Let's look at it for a minute. You know, when you think about Paul, Paul is probably the most familiar to every one of us. He represents a leader in almost every single way. Uh, He was smart. You know, we know that. When you you read about him, you understand that that he trained under Gamaliel, and uh, he 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 was a good planner. He'd... When he went out to persecute some Christians and, uh, and was converted, uh, he had letters in his hands, and he had dotted every I and crossed every T. Uh, Paul, throughout his life, pretty well knew where he was going and what he was doing. He's a very smart man. Uh, by the way, I think if you're going to be a leader, it, it helps to be smart, okay? I think we can agree on that, that nobody wants to follow a dumb leader. Now, we've seen some, but nobody really wants to follow one. Uh, Paul was not only smart, though. Paul was fearless. Now, another good quality of a leader is the guy who has no fear. 
Uh, it's the person who's not afraid to mix it up. They're not afraid to debate. Uh, you remember that Paul challenged Peter and a group of other people, and, uh, and he, even though he stood alone, he stood with his own convictions. He'd stand before authorities such as governors or priests or officers, and, and before every one of them, he never flinched. And I'm going to tell you, if you're going to be a good leader, a strong leader in your own life, you're going to need to be a little fearless. Uh, you're going to need to have something in you that says, hey, there's some things worth fighting for, standing up for, being isolated for. Uh, most good leaders, by the way, uh, and there's a difference between just a leader and a, and a good or a great leader. Most good leaders are, uh, are not running in the crowd. You know, what was it? Ross Perot had made the statement about eagles don't fly in, in flocks. You find them one by one. That's exactly true. Uh, most of you good and great leaders, they're, they're, not, they're not in step with the crowd. They're not trying to do what everybody else is doing exactly at their pace. They're willing and, uh, and, and, and desirous to, to break out if need be because they're not afraid of the problems or the persecution or what's going to come. They're looking at the mission. And so when you look at Paul, he was one of those threesome. He was smart, he was fearless, but he was also a risk taker. And you know what a risk taker is. Now, I'm not talking about being foolish, but... But I do know that every great leader uh, understands the cost, and they're willing to pay the price, and they're risk takers. Almost every leader I've ever met in life that I knew uh, had moved from one level to another with the kind of people that wasn't afraid to take a risk. And sometimes I'm asked the question, well, you know, I wish I just didn't have the fear or, or the apprehension. I really believe that a lot of leaders do have a little bit of, of uh, concern. They don't want to fail, uh, and, and yet at the same time, they, they still do it anyway. And, and that's what winners do, by the way. Winners always do uh, what, what, lead, what, what losers fail to do. And so risk-taking goes a long way in leadership. Uh, Paul would do that. He'd go where no one had been before. He entered into environments where it was hostile. Uh, he went where the gospel was needed. He was always out of the box. So I'm looking at Paul, and I'm saying, okay, what is this guy like that separates him from the other guys around him? And of the threesome, what's, what's he like? Well, we said he's smart, fearless, risk taker. Uh, the final thing I see, and there's a lot of others, but I'll just compliment uh, this one. He was strong in his convictions. The guy knew what he believed. He was anchored in his beliefs. He modeled an unwavering devotion to his cause and purpose in life. And that's what we admire about him. When we read some of the letters that he's done or look at the history of his life, we began to say, man, there's a guy right there that you talk about a leader, it's just stamped all over him. Now, I'm of strong opinion that Paul would have never been the leader that he is had it not been for the people that God put around his life. Uh, God brought to him some people that helped him to bring balance in his life. And every, every great leader has these great strong assets, but they also have some strong liabilities. And you need some people around you that help to shore that up. Otherwise, your weaknesses can, uh, can, can shipwreck you. So we say that there's a threesome, okay? We've got Paul. Uh, he obviously stands out. He's the most known. But the other we mentioned is Barnabas. Now, who's this guy? Well, he's kind of the wind beneath the wings. He's the, uh, he's the guy that's not noticed as much. The lights don't flash when he walks in the room, and, and, uh, and, and, he's, and he's not necessarily observed quickly as the strong leader he is. But I want to tell you that Barnabas added more value to Paul's life, and God knew it and brought it along at the right time. Uh, here's some things about him. One is he was an encourager. That's what he was. In fact, his name means son of encouragement. He was the kind of guy that was always looking out for the best interests of others, and, and he was the encourager in their life. 
Uh, he saw the best in people beyond encouraging everybody that seemed to come across his path and trying to, trying to lift people. He saw the best in people. There was a time that Paul had this fallout with a young guy named John Mark. And, um, and John Mark was a great guy, great heart, you know, had it all together. But he just he hadn't broken into the realm where he could handle the pressure yet. And there came a time that he failed. When he failed, Paul was going to write him off, never give him a second chance. But it was, John, it was, it was, it was what Barnabas saw in John Mark that, uh, that used the guy again. He came along and said, hey, man, let's, let's pick him up. Let's give him another shot. Perhaps he learned from his failure. And I don't think John Mark would have ever been the guy he was that we know had it not been for Barnabas saying, I am willing to stand beside and pick up this guy and help him. And the contention, by the way, was so sharp that they broke and went in different ways, Paul and Barnabas. But the truth is, it was, uh, it was Barnabas who believed in Mark that brought him along. He saw the best in people. Uh, and then the, another thing I see about him, obviously, is not only is he an encourager and sees the best in people, but when I think about Barnabas, uh, it doesn't take long when you read about him to, to, to realize he was a giver. I've always said givers always have more in life. Takers never have enough. Givers are those kind of people that, that something inside of them says, I, I don't worry about my needs. I can take care of you and mine will come. And several times when you read about the life of Barnabas, you're going to find here's a guy that it was in instinct. It was impulsive. It was from deep within. It was his natural DNA to want to give. He was a generous person. And, and because he had that giving spirit, he helped the life of of the others around him. And so think about that for a moment. We'll, we'll come back to these in just a second. So let me give you the third character. First one I mentioned you got to have in your life, key people. We say a Paul. Second is Barnabas. Third is a Timothy. A Timothy was a young student, eager to learn. Uh, he, was, uh, he was a hard worker. He paid the price. And he was a, an example of an eager, growing young leader. I mean, he, he wanted to... Uh, he wanted to Take a, like a sponge, take up all he could. That's what he was. Now, here's the application when we think about these. I want you to get three of these kind of people in your life. You behind-the-scenes listeners, let me tell you something. It'll make the biggest difference in your life. When you begin to say, I, I'm going to put those kind of people in my life, you're going to get some people in your life, and you're going to get some people you wish you didn't have at all. But, but when you get the right ones in your life, it's going to make your life better. You remember what the Scripture says about iron sharpening iron? That's what it is. I look at certain people that's come into my life, and boy, they've been, a, they've been a blessing, and some have been a burden. And some have lifted me, and some have been a load. But, but when I look at those that have helped me the most, I say, you know, I wouldn't be where I was or do what I do what it, were it not for those people that added value. And in almost every case, it was either a Paul type or a Barnabas type or a Timothy type. So let me give you some, some uh, applications. Now, I want you to think with me for a moment, okay? Just put your thinking cap on. Let's go on a journey for a moment. Just do some... Uh, some, some introspective stuff. Fill in your answers in your own, in your own uh, car or office or wherever you're listening right now. Who is the Paul in your life? Who is that solid, stable, unwavering, logical, passionate, committed leader? Who's that person that stretches you and challenges you? Who's that person that you say, man, when I read what they write or, or, or hear what they say or listen to the, what they're, they're, their CD or tape or, or, or even see them in person, Who's that person that makes me say, I, I can do that? I want to be a leader. Who, who is that person that challenges you like that? Who's, who's the Paul in your life? Uh, the, the other would be, who's the, who's the Barnabas in your life? You know, the one that gives you encouragement. The one that believes in you. The one that believes the best in you. The one that's going to be there if you fall. And 
the one that's going to allow you to have some grace in your life when, when you really mess up? Who's the Barnabases in your life? And, and then the third is, who's the Timothy in your life? Who's the person that, that you look around behind you and you're investing in? You're pulling alongside. You're pulling up. You're growing them or developing them or seeing great potential. Now, let me, let, me, let me hope that we have already decided, you know, there's some people in my life like that. If you need to stop the tape and do that, uh, do it. Think about it. Who's the Paul in my life? Who's the Barnabas? Who's the Timothy? Now, let me, let me illustrate some of this, okay? In my own life, I have a Paul, uh, somebody who gives me some good, solid advice. Uh, they, they have experience. They've been down the road. They speak in my life with great wisdom. They say things to me sometimes that, that, that honestly, I have not thought about. My approach would have been totally different than, than theirs. And, and so they say things to me that I say, you know, I really did not think of it that way. And so the question is going to be at that point, um, who is the, uh, the Paul in your life? And, and, and when I look at my own life, I've got to say, man, I'm grateful that I've had some Pauls in my life at different times. Not always the same one forever, by the way. At an early stage, I had one Paul that helped me this way, and I had another one that helped me another. And, and, it, and it seems like at every level, when I'm growing my best, there's a Paul in my life. I remember one time when I, I got on what many of you are doing right now with, with, uh, with leadership tapes. And boy, I, I listened as closely. And, and the guy on the other end, he and I had never even met, but boy, he grew me. I have thousands of his tapes. And, and at that time, uh, he was not even known in, 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 in uh, you know, he not even known by ministers. He's just known in the corporate world. But I remember listening to everything he said. I said, you know, that's the one guy that resonates with me. And I really believe that you have to, you have to get a Paul that's not what everybody else has got, but you've got to get the one that resonates with you. You've got to get the one that you're saying, you know, this is the person in my life that's helping me because a lot of times the Paul's in some people's life is not the same one that it would be for me. You know, I said, well, that's good, and I'm glad that they follow them and they give them advice, but, you know, that doesn't help me. And so my question is, in, in your life, do you have one? And, and I give you the, the personal illustration that that's been a big help for me in my own life, the person that gives me the right advice. I also have, uh, I have a couple of Barnabases in my life. That's somebody that lifts my spirit. I have a couple of those people that, that I may not hear from them all the time, but boy, every time I hear from them, I just feel like they've just been a breath of fresh air. They've, they've said the right thing. They, they just know how to encourage. And they give me encouragement. They motivate me. They believe the best in me. And, uh, and you know what's interesting about those people? The Barnabases in your life are the people that want to see you succeed. You know, sometimes, and I'm going to tell you this, now leaders, listen to me carefully. You behind-the-scenes leaders, I want you to know this. As you grow, as your, uh, as your job or your personal life, your ministry or whatever, as it begins to grow, you're going to discover that some of those people that at one time were thrilled to see your growth are not going to be so happy anymore. I have a friend that told me one time, he said, the way that I, I deal with it is this. He said, he said, I know it's time to leave when my friends can no longer celebrate my successes. Did you hear that? He'd say, I know it's time to leave when my friends can no longer celebrate my successes. He asked me what I thought about that. I said, well, you may be right. My approach has always been at that point to get new friends. I think, I think it does tell me this. It's time not necessarily to leave that place, but to leave those people, to leave them behind if necessary and get me some new friends. You need some people in your life that are not threatened by your success. You need some people in your life that are not afraid to, uh, to, to, to see you win. You need some people that when, when they see you go up, that they still say, hey, I'm so proud of them. I, I thank God for them. I'm 
grateful for the blessings in their life. And so I encourage you to, to, to evaluate, are those people going to be Barnabases for the time being or for the long haul? And so uh, those are the kind of people you need. And then, and then I have a couple of Timothys in my life. I got one that's really a standout. I got to tell you, um, one that, that boy's just eating it up. I can't give them enough, can't throw enough to them. They just are eating it up. And then I've got two or three that, that are really growing. I mean, they're rapid. They're, they're moving the ball. And then I've got a couple of them that I, I think, man, they've got good potential, and they're, they're, they're uh, progressing. And so they're growing. And some of them, by the way, are just growing from a distance. I've got a couple of behind-the-scenes listeners that, that email me on a regular basis or uh, send a letter or whatever, and, boy, they'll tell me how they're growing and what they're doing. And, and, and one of them told me, he said, I set my whole staff. He's got about six people on his staff. He said, I set my whole staff down. We go through these behind-the-scenes lessons, and then we stop and we talk about that. We're growing together. And, and, and so... They're on this quest to grow. So some of them, we've not even been together face-to-face, but I'm finding they're good Timothys. And I'm thrilled, by the way. I've got to tell you this. I'm, I'm probably, if you knew my heart, I'm more thrilled about their growth than I am my own. I've enjoyed the taste of it. But I'm going to tell you, there's nothing that tastes better. There's nothing that feels better than to know you help somebody else. And so from my perspective, that's where I, I, I get my greatest thrill from seeing them do that. And so... Uh, so that's, that, that, that's the Timothys. Now, the question comes back to this. Who is your Paul, Barnabas, and Timothy? Can you name them? Now, it's going to be essential for your leadership. Now, here's why I tell you you need to name them. You've got to learn to pour your life into those three. You've got to learn to invest your, your time into those three. Put your efforts into those. That's where the iron begins to sharpen the iron. Now, you may be one of those roles in somebody else's life, and maybe you've never thought about it. And if you, and if you are, I really want you to grab this. Uh, you know, you may be a Paul in somebody's life. You may be leading or advising or guiding. Now, it could very well be in your family. It could be your children. It could be somebody close by, a younger sibling or, or friend. But think about it. You're a Paul in somebody's life. Now, if you're a Paul in their life, that's your job and, and your passion to, uh, to lead, you want to you show them by example, and you want to teach them by guidelines how to be able to be a better person and be a, be a stronger, more productive individual. Uh, you may be a, a Barnabas to some. There may be some people that you don't necessarily lead. Um, you, you, you may find that they're even higher on the leadership level than you are, but guess what? You're a Barnabas. You can encourage them. You're probably the best encourager that they've got. And if you stop and think about it, they may not call on you often because they don't want to take advantage of you, and you may not call them often because you respect them. But down in your heart, you know that you're in their corner. And you don't care how far they go, how high they succeed. You, you're, you're celebrating every win they get. And if so, then you're, you're the Barnabas in their life. And if you're the Barnabas in their life, there's going to be some times that just out of the clear blue, you need to say, you know, I'm going to jot them a card. I'm going to give them a phone call. I, I'm going to just let them know one more time what value they've added to my life. And I'm going to be the Barnabas in them. And I'm going to tell you, I've known of no one in my life that's ever said, ah, I appreciate that, that thank you note and thrown it away. Everybody I know that gets one says, wow. Every now and then, we, uh, we, we make a difference. And so I encourage you, find the, the people that you are the Barnabas to and, and, and pour your life that way with encouragement. Find the people you're the Paul to, pour your life into them. Or it may be that you're a Timothy in somebody's life. It may be that somebody's further down the road than you. And, 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 and they're... They're at a place where they're really growing. And I'm going to tell you, I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Don't waste your time running with the crowds. 
Find that leader, find that winner, find that person who is moving the ball and, and get in their jet stream. Follow what they're doing. Success does leave footprints. Figure out what they're doing and see if you can modify that for your own life and then apply it. It is so important that you decide, I want to be that person who, who is growing. And if they're further down the road than me, that's great. I want that because I've, I need to follow their guidance. And I've got to find out what they're doing, how they're doing it, and do it. And you can figure out how to do that. So you need to ask the question, what is the role that you have around those around you? Now, I'm going to break it down a little bit closer uh, for your own, your own sake. For some of you, your own spouse may be your Barnabas. Your best encouragement may come from home. By the way, I tell you, that's a good setup. I really believe that's a divine setup. I, it may be that your, your own spouse is the person that you say, you know, out of everybody in the world that says good, encouraging things to me, it's my spouse that when they say it, it's gold. It means the world to me. And so if you've got that, when, that's going to help you in a lot of ways, help you in friendships, help you in relationships, help you in marriage. It'll help you in every other way. It, it, it's the bond. Uh, you may be the, uh, the Barnabas for them, or you may be their Paul. Maybe they follow your lead, your, your, your jet stream. It may be for your children that you're one of these. And, and if you've got more than one child, here's a, here's a thought. You may have to be the Paul in one of them's life but the Barnabas in the others. That is, one child may respond to good, strong leadership, but the other may respond to encouragement. I recently had a staff member here that I, uh, you know, I, I, I was the Paul, I thought, in their life, and they wanted me to be the Barnabas. You know, they wanted encouragement, and I was... I was trying to lead and guide and, and point the goal line, and we, we just did not connect. And, and, and I didn't realize that it was over. I didn't realize that it was all over. I said, you know, the problem was probably not, not me, uh, not them. Uh, it was more me. And, and the biggest problem I had with me was I never sat down with them and said, let's figure out what it is you need in your life. And I, and I didn't approach them as a Barnabas. I approached them as a Paul, and instead I got a pushback. They, they had had some, some personal um, uh, some softness, tenderness there that they needed something different than what I could provide. And so it may be, and that may be with your, your team. It may be with your employees. It may be the people around you. Some of you, they, they know their field. They don't need great leadership. They just need encouragement. But some of them, they don't need encouragement. They just need good leadership. And so conflicts can arise sometimes when we're trying to be appalled when what they need is a Barnabas. But the fact is that all of these men, I really believe, Paul, Barnabas, Timothy. I really believe that all three of them were highly gifted. I think all three of them, if, if they had never met, I think all three of them would have still accomplished a lot. But I highly doubt all of them would have been as effective as they had were it not for the other one coming into their life at that time. And so what I would encourage you to do is this. I want to encourage you to stop and say, now, who are the Pauls in my life? Who are the Barnabases? And who's the Timothy? Who, who am I leading? Who am I pulling along behind me? And, and write it. Put it on your desk. Write the, the Paul, Barnabas, Timothy, and write down the names of who those people are in your life. Put it where you can see it. And then begin to, begin to function and operate thinking about them and how you can help them with that role. And then stop asking yourself the question, um, who, are, who am I those things to? Who am I, a Paul, a leader? Who am I, a Barnabas, an encourager? Who am I, a Timothy, a, uh, a young apprentice in their life? And, and give yourself to those things. And I'm going I'm to tell you, if you'll, if you'll focus on those areas, you'll find that, that you will move faster and further toward your goal in life. You'll be sharper. 
And, and, and your goals and success will be achieved a little sooner. And you won't have wasted a lot of time. Because if you don't, if you don't focus it and narrow it and, and identify it, you're going to pick up a lot of Judases and you're going to pick up a lot of other folks that they really won't matter and it really won't make a difference and you'll have wasted a lot of time. And by the end of the day, you'll have said, you know, I've spent as much energy and much time and all the rest trying my best to be a leader. But the problem is I'm pouring in the wrong people, I'm receiving from the wrong people, and I'm, I'm just not on track in the relationship areas that helps me and them. So the only way I know to add the value is going to be to identify those three key people you need in your life. If you'll identify those and let those be a part of your life and you begin to actively, intentionally spend time that way, I think it'll make a huge difference. For all of you behind-the-scenes members, I want to pray for you right now that God will bless your life and make you one of those in somebody's life. Father, thank you for your favor. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for all you've done in our lives. Thank you for the behind-the-scenes listeners that, that today are becoming a Paul in somebody's life. They're guiding other people, and they're leading them. Help them to have wisdom to lead them right. And I pray for those that are the Barnabas in some's life, that, that they are the ones that, that starts the spark in somebody else. I pray, God, you'll help them to, to really utilize that, to make the effort and the time to make that call or send that card or, or spend that moment with. And then I pray for those that are the Timothys. I pray, God, that they'd not be afraid to call those or, or, or respond to those that can grow them and lead them. And I pray that you'll help us, Lord, to appreciate those in our lives. And I pray you'll bless every single one of those listeners today. Use their life for your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for joining us. We hope that this lesson has been a benefit to you. Please take the time to list the roles that others play in your life and that you play in theirs. As Dr. Purvis mentioned, all three men could have succeeded on their own, but not to the degree that they did together. This month's special offer is designed to help you learn more about these principles. Receive Creating Passion in Others and Discovering Your Leadership Style, a $30 value for just $14.95. If you have any comments or encouraging stories resulting from this or any other behind-the-scenes lesson, please let us know by emailing us at behindthescenes at cascadehills.com.